0: The Hawkeye Huddle
1: on 1700 The Champ. Interact with the show on Twitter at Hawkeye
2: Huddle and at Hawkeye Huddle 2.
0: And hello everybody. Welcome to the Hawkeye Huddle here on 1700 The Champ. Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. with you. G Miggs in West Des Moines. Valley Junction. Come on down and join us for Steak Night. Night? night. Steak Night? Eh, you know, I've only been doing this for 16 years. Join us for Steak Night here as we celebrate the Iowa Hawkeyes' victory over. The number eight ranked Minnesota Golden Gophers. It sounds so funny to say that, and uh, you know. But what a what a great afternoon we had. A, we had a really good time. I we did. Like we, we had it, a, we had a
1: great time. For those that don't know, uh, Ridge and I don't usually go to the games together. We try to hook up at the tailgate. You usually have family issues, not issues, pe- <laughs> family peeps to see. Right. Right. Um, but we got to spend the day with uh, your son Andrew. Uh, our friend money and we had a great time and uh it was a great day and it turned into the fleck wreck fleck wreck that we ship wreck that we harbored (laughs) as we brought back the big boar floyd of rosedale uh tristan wirf said a pretty funny comment in the paper is he was carrying the the pig off the field through all the people um landon landon or levi paulson was being the fridge and worse was being Peyton to get through the mass of the students and for those that are down playing and saying why did the Hawks the fans rush the field they should know this that the football team turned around to the students and basically told them to come onto the field and enjoy, and enjoy this to, with them and that is what started uh the field rush and anyone who wants to discount that should uh Go, go talk to the offensive line or defensive line of the Iowa Hawkeyes and tell them that it was stupid that they wanted their student brethren to come out of the field with them.
0: Yeah, you know, um, I had uh, – Rush had posed, the field. Somebody had posed the question on, two, two, on Thursday of last week, do you rush the field if you beat them? And I said – I had said, no, you know, act like you've been there before, right? This is Minnesota. Whatever. But, but – Doesn't matter. But – I then hit the caveat unless the, unless it's a really close game and you win at the end. And then I thought, you know, as it was happening the other day, I, and I said this to Andrew down on the field after the game because we we didn't rush because we were a little too far right. up right. But we went down and I said, you know, every team deserves to have a moment like this, and this team is is not going to win a championship, right? This team is this this is going to be this might be the pinnacle of their success this year. Albeit against Minnesota, it's a nine and one Minnesota team that, by the way, looked pretty good to me. Looked like a really good football team, and so absolutely you should have every opportunity to do that. And by the way, for Iowa State fans to, to they must it must have been a joke, right? It's a joke, right? Whatever it's a joke that they're giving Iowa crap for that. Anyway, um, you know, speaking about uh, of of acting like you've been there before, well, they haven't. So maybe that's the whole thing, but. My, my whole point is that you're right. It, there's, it was a great day, and seeing it end like that was fabulous. And on top of that, um, the Hawks played uh, really, really good football all around. I think, you, you know, you can look back statistically, it was actually kind of an odd game in the fact that it felt like the offense probably had done more than it had, and then you looked back at the stats and went, How, wait a minute, we only had 69 yards in the second half? How does that, did it really happen that way? But you know what? You and I said it while we were saying, we didn't have the ball. Was, I mean,
1: Minnesota had the ball for the first four minutes of the second half of the Hawks got, I think, a first down, punted. Uh, Minnesota went down, decided to go for it on fourth down, and the fleck play happened. And uh, it was interesting when that happened in live. We well, thought
0: it was a flop, right? Well, you and I both well,
1: here's, yeah. here's what happened. Andrew turns to me, and we're high-fiving. I quit as soon as he dropped the ball. I quit watching the play, oh. so I didn't see Belton hit him. I didn't see him fall down as if he'd been shot in the Achilles. Um, I didn't see that his teammate immediately came over and lifted him up. Um, and you said that it was a total flop when it happened. And then when the penalties were getting sorted out, I said, "Well, if this is a post possession foul, it doesn't make any difference." I was going to get the ball right, right. they're not uh, Minnesota's not going to get a first down because that that play happened on fourth down, and once he dropped the ball, the play was over so at the end of the day, PJ Fleck basically continues to uh, impress upon himself that he 's very important and that he 's more important than what is going on in the game and he tries to intimidate officials by acting that way he tries to uh, Get his team to rally around his actions and his things. Uh, Somebody made a great comment about how when Minnesota came on the field, PJ Fleck was first. And uh, Iowa Recruit had a uh, a video of the swarm coming out. So Kirk walks him down. He's in front. He's in front down to the thing. But when the swarm starts,
0: he goes to the back. He
1: goes to the side.
0: He's last.
1: And the team goes out and then he's last. And it, it's a, I think it's a fair indication of, of Kirk knows that his team is more important than him. He's proud of his team. If you saw the uh, uh, emotional uh, moments in the locker room after the game, there's a reason that everybody's ever played for Kirk Ferentz with the exception of probably DJK loves him. And uh, it's because he cares about him. Uh, he is a father figure to all of them and he knows what those guys have done throughout the week in order to go and play on Saturday and finish that football game the way they did.
0: Well, and he recognizes success, real success. It's not the same thing as Paul Rhodes who cried in the locker room after every win, right? If Kirk cried in the locker room after every win, we'd all get tired of it of him saying, "I'm so proud of you." Right, guys. right? This is not what this is. Okay, Kirk only gets emotional at certain times when he knows certain things have happened over the week and certain things have brought them to this point, and he's happy for his kids. And it's not him being happy for him. Um, does Matt Campbell lead Iowa State on the field? I don't know. I think he does. I don't know. But I do I'm know. not going to discount yeah, I, anything I, Matt Campbell's yeah, doing no, because gonna, Iowa
1: State's doing a great job out there. I was going to
0: say, I can't throw them under the bus because I think he's got it worked out. Fleck obviously has something going, but it is all about him. And I, you can't say that about Matt Campbell. It is all about P.J. Fleck. And, oh, by the way, guess who else leads, leads his team out on the field running and sprinting out there? Scott Frost. And it's clearly all about him, right? Mr. My System Works. I just The players just aren't executing it. And some so of the gotta, players are excited yes. to play
1: Wisconsin. Uh,
0: some. Right. Some. Some. He's just a, what an, what an <clears throat> arrogant gas bag. And I mean Scott Frost, right? Um, now PJ I don't imagine L- Lovey runs. No, no, I don't think so. So qu- quickly, reel back to the Belton uh, hit. I thought it was a f- it was a flop when it happened. I saw it happen he, in 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 slow motion on the replay. It looks like he hit him pretty hard, right? But in live motion, watching it, it it was after the play, and what he hit him. But the way the guy threw his legs out from underneath himself, it was a total flop. Total and complete flop. You just don't see it on the replay. So the replay, it looks like it should be a penalty. So it was. He shouldn't have touched him anyway. So it's a penalty. And then Flex sprinting out there. Well, he was laying motionless. Uh, no, for he, he immediately rolled over and was up immediately. So He whatever, was standing PJ, up
1: when by the time that fast P.J. Fleck so, actually got out there.
0: So you, we had uh, Minnesota fans sitting to my left, which was interesting because... You and I had been out enjoying ourselves for a three- or four-hour period of time beforehand, and we came in, and he did not. This So I had a, a guy next to me who did not want to be my friend. He just did not want to be my friend, but I was determined. Now, I made a mistake early by singing Row, Row, Row Your Boat to their fight song when Iowa played the little tribute to their fight song. Didn't like that. But then throughout <laughs> the game, I was very complimentary of Minnesota throughout the game, and that guy... I was. It was very complimentary. I was also telling him, hey, when you guys go to Indy because you're going to beat Wisconsin— Go, enjoy they that, they have trip.
1: two great receivers, yeah. and their hey. quarterback is extraordinarily accurate they're, throwing that ball. They now, are, they're good. I it's, don't know if he's accurate or if those guys just make plays because it seems like he
0: kind of just throws it up there a bit. He's throwing the spots a lot of times, but he's throwing the, He's he's accurate with where he's throwing the spots. And you're right. There's two of them that just make plays. Six is, is unreal. The fact that he dropped that ball in that fourth down is a miracle. He caught everything else that was thrown his way all day. Well,
1: and apparently 12, I think. 12 is the other receiver for Minnesota, and he's more highly regarded. Yeah,
0: I, they were, they were both very good. Uh, I was impressed with Minnesota. It, 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 had Iowa lost this football game, I have to admit, this to me, having watched every Iowa-Minnesota home football game going back into the 1970s. That was the first game I ever went to game? was
1: Iowa-Minnesota.
0: Was it really? Mm-hmm. Well, this is the first one where I actually looked out on the field and thought, that's a pretty good football team. I mean, I, really, honestly, there were some, even some, ba- some years where they were rated, and Glenn Mason and all that, and I'm like, eh, they're terrible. right? But I looked out there and thought, you know, they've got a little bit on the ball. So I, I felt good about the Iowa. So let me finish up a little bit with this guy. right? So he could not compliment Iowa to save his life. There was just no way. And this, this to me now, has become the quintessential Minnesota fan. I guarantee you this guy sitting next to me, who I was trying to befriend and he begrudgingly talked to me throughout the game making little comments about the referee refereeing the officiating this I guarantee you that son of a gun is one of those that's out there chanting we hate Iowa and i Oh I he probably is. He probably is. And, and, probably so, is. and I, I so I didn't the, hear I, that chant. You, at, you know usually they they bring that out. I didn't at hear the that end of once the game, at the end of the game. I <laughs> I looked at him and I said so where's the we hate Iowa chant? And he just gave me this look, and I said, you go have fun in Indianapolis. It'll be great. And he didn't, still didn't even respond to that. Well,
1: as he and walked by like, me, he said, good game, and I yeah, shook his hand. Yeah.
0: So, anyway, I was trying. Um, there Surprisingly, a small num- smaller number of goofer fans up there. I mean, I was surprised. I thought there would be down in droves. I mean, they haven't been worth anything since the 60s, let alone, you know. Well, and it's so, an easy drive, and yeah, the weather I was, was good. I mean, I mean I, it's a good point. I we had trouble we, getting rid of our tickets. What, our extra tickets. What
1: what, what do they give to the opposing teams? 4000 or 5000 4000 something, like something like that yeah. and and you know I I don't know There didn't appear to be an empty seat in the house. By the way, the blackout is my favorite uh yeah, I, thing I, that we I, do. Yeah,
0: I got to I got to go with and I got to go with the black pants. I I'm not big you know I'm not big on the alternate uniforms. I right. just, I, just do, I I like our identity stick with it, but I got to go with that. I, it was really really nice. It was fun Kirk, to watch. Kirk said they'll be back. I, I
1: bet we never see those gold uniforms again, but that's okay. Um, but nevertheless, it was, it was a great environment um, for the, is it the fifth time in six years or something like that, a top ten team has come into Kinnick in November and lost.
0: It's like the last seven top ten teams have come and, in, six but, have gone out, and the only loss that Iowa has is that last, the last play of the game to Penn State, the last seven. But that wasn't
1: even in November. Uh, right, right. Uh, in November, it's it's something like right. the last team to beat them in November that was rated was Ohio State. Yeah, the
0: ranked teams that come in and beat Iowa are the ones, in, they're between 10 and 20, not the top 10. And right.
1: So it was, it was a great win. It, it turns the uh, narrative for the Hawkeye season straight around. Got two games left against Illinois this week, who's won four games in a row, by the way. Um, two on the road. Um, they beat Michigan State. The last game they lost was uh, Minnesota.
0: Beat Wisconsin at home. Beat They beat Nebraska. Or they lost to Nebraska at home. Who'd they beat? They beat Maryland? Maryland. Uh, they, well, I think they beat Maryland, Purdue, Purdue on the
1: road. And they beat Michigan State on the road. Um, so they've won four games in a row. They've got six games. They're uh, bowl eligible, ready to go to the uh, quick lube bowl right now or Cla- whatever.
0: Well, classic. Tri- uh, no. Uh, they'll probably end up a little – well, it, we have to oh, go.
1: Michigan State probably go to that if they get six it, wins.
0: It looks like Michigan – somebody was looking at Michigan State, Florida State in the quick lane bowl. They're oh, my gosh. A that's couple a, of six and six teams. A great matchup Man, of I mean, names. We're going to talk bowls a little bit later on because Iowa has uh, – uh, the way this is shaken out, the Big Ten's too good. And Iowa's probably going to be disappointed with – the fans are going to be disappointed with where they go. And we need to tell people – we need to kind of give them a thought process well, that maybe you shouldn't be because well, this Iowa is, needs,
1: is Iowa needs – Three teams would be taken in the championship. Somebody's got to go to the final four, and two teams got to go.
0: Even at that, Michigan. Right now, it, it, yes, that would help. Right now, it looks like Michigan and Iowa would be the the choice for the Holiday Bowl, and you know it's Michigan, and, and they they haven't gotten them and, out there forever, and, and so it's the same with Iowa. Well, they I-
1: Iowa hasn't been to the Holiday well, Bowl since. Holiday Bowl is sitting Aiden? there,
0: just sitting back, smiling like crazy. Uh, they're just super happy, and so it might be the Tax Slayer Bowl because even though by contract Iowa was not supposed to be able to go there, apparently they have contacted the Big Ten and said this is the last year of our uh, of our contract, and pff, we don't care. We're taking them. we're going to take Iowa if we want them, and the and it's it's either Music City or Tax Slayer, according to contract, and the and Tax Slayers had ACC each last three years, Music City's had Big Ten, so it's only so this year it's a Tax Slayer's choice. So anyway, so we got to that a little bit earlier. Number one, number, uh, number one. okay, first of all, Iowa wins this 23-19. to 19. They go 7-3, and 4-3. and three. They're up uh, four spots in the uh, AP poll, the number 19, 20, and the coaches that's only up uh, two spots. Saturdays, 11 a.m. on BTN. We'll see tonight where they uh, are ranked in the college football poll. Two huge things before the game even started the, the other day. Number one, Christian Welch was able to put on a football uniform and go out and play and you said it during difference. the game oh you my said it gosh. during the game and I, and I, you started thinking so there's 11 tackles uh an 8-yard quarterback sack he had a couple of hurries in there he he drops into coverage better i mean god love him. campbell and and uh they're uh, freshmen they're freshmen right it, and this he's is a what senior. happens and if, and if we and if they'd have had him at wisconsin I think it's a huge difference in the way that game developed, particularly towards the end.
1: Yeah, there's no question about it. And having that senior experience, at middle linebacker, you know, yeah. Pat Anger, Josie Jewell, James Morris, yeah, Abdul it, Hodge. Right, running the time, the line. By yes. the time all of those guys were seniors. Hitchens. They, uh, well, Hitchens, but Curtis they were Curtis playing there on the outside, but well, in, the the in the middle. Well,
0: it was Morris in the middle of them. Yeah, was Morris James the Morris. The, yeah,
1: So all of those guys... By the time they were seniors, they were running that defense. They were completely in charge of doing things. Josie Jewell got drafted because he could figure out how to cover passes and drop into coverage, and that's what Welch did very well the other day. You didn't see Minnesota getting a lot of underneath stuff, not a lot.
0: No, they run down, a lot of they run a lot
1: of double yeah. digs, and they throw a lot of stuff down the sideline. But there's no question at all that he made a huge difference and a huge impact in that game. And, and let's give Riley Moss some credit. Thrown in, Michael Ojemudia is could not play on Saturday due to some injury. Um, I heard uh, today that he and Brandon Smith are both going to be back, uh, at least available this week. I don't know what that Smith means.
0: Smith is, is listed number two in the depth chart, running with the ones according to everybody today. He will probably start on so, if not, play a bunch so, with the ones on. So Saturday. what
1: does that mean for Tracy, who's been filling in at that spot? I mean, a, how do you take hmm. him out of that role? Do you put him back into Nico Ragini's role? Uh, I, don't uh, know. I, I mean, that's, I don't
0: know because Tracy made some big plays the other day. He's, he's very, been
1: making he's, big plays since certain, since the Penn State game.
0: He's legitimately your only run after the catch receiver. I mean, well, I think ISM I think both Smith, Smith and
1: Smith Mar both could could make plays. And Nico got but an they extra, ball, but they, got an extra three yards and scored a yeah. touchdown the other yeah, day. Give him credit for that. And but nevertheless, <laughs> we're complaining or we're gnashing of teeth here over the fact that we now have three good receivers. Going to get
0: guy, ba- and guy back, and we're getting
1: a really good receiver, our leading receiver back statistically uh, for the last two games. And I think that's th- those are good problems to have. Oliver Martin still yet to be seen. Witness Protection the, Program.
0: Say, you're going to see him on a, a milk carton soon. Yeah,
1: but. Uh, the other
0: big thing that Iowa did uh, is, uh, before the game, before the game, is they decided to start Tyler Goodson. So he goes out, he runs for 94 yards, uh, and, and um, they started running for the first, what we've been begging for, right? And I said they won't do it. They aren't going to do it because they clearly didn't want to do it. But um, but they did. they started running the outside zone, letting him get to the edge and guess what he 's got the, the speed the to touchdown do it. the
1: touchdown run that he made is he was the only player on Iowa 's team who could bounce not once but bounce twice, get to the edge with enough speed, and then have enough power to run over the uh, Minnesota uh, cornerback and score that touchdown that was a That was a, a grown man play it- by a freshman. Road ass man play. That's, that's right. exactly right, and it, and there's nothing that is going to continue to excite Hawkeye fans by uh, getting him to more touches, uh, more opportunities. He made a great block on one on. Uh, it was very very good. One he, pass he missed, play. He missed one all day. The rest of them, he he was great with the blitz. Pick-ups. I'm I'm. Did they say what happened because he got taken out late in the game? It was on,
0: yeah, it was on the – It was he got drugged down right in front of us. Right. The, the scramble play for Stanley, which was great, by the way. Nobody was open, and he got that first down. And, and by the way, Goodson was getting tackled on that play. Right. Goodson was right in front of us, and he did. He got tackled. As a receiver, no idea how that wasn't called. The guy behind us, who, by the way, I never want to hear from again.
1: Oh, come on. He's really
0: good. <sighs> Every play. I mean, this my was friends. a well. This was a fairly well-officiated game. Right. And he was, this oh, yeah. is the worst I've ever seen. am like, wow, you sound like my, the voice I do for my dog. Anyway, uh, and I actually had to apologize to the guy, to the Minnesota right. fan. I finally turned around to him once and said, dude, because he was complaining about passing interference, said, dude, they didn't touch each other, let alone, ha- Anyway. So, um, but it was it was Goodson was hurt, He hurt his ankle. But apparently, he's fine. He's been they've seen him around the football complex. He's been seen without a boot, without a limp. No, one, you know, he's good to go. You know, at the end of the game, why he wasn't in there? We had a lead, and Mackay Sargent hold on to the football. That's well, why you know, which you know, the one fumble at Michigan this year was a wasn't uh, you know an anomaly, but it definitely an got in his head. Yeah, uh, but but definitely you know, but at the end of the day, the uh, uh, Iowa. We yes, it was great to see a fake uh, a fake hand to the right side with a double tight to the right side and a pitch back the other way that's fine that's a trick play and it worked it's great. not a, it's
1: not actually not a trick play but it's a it's a bit of a going against your tendency play and I'm, actually, I think Brian did a really good job of that on Saturday going against tendencies
0: i, I but mm-hmm. I what well, I was going to say that was way against the tendency right to me that's great that's all well and good but even better is doing what you do, which is running the zone run blocking and, and letting him follow that blocking. But let's just use the edge. Use the talents that you've got. Uh, Nate Stanley was only 14 for 23 on the day. But you know why it felt like it was a lot different? It felt like it was a lot different because a lot of those passes were downfield. You know, he was trying the ball downfield. He was trying the edges. He was, he was picking at them. They gave him a little bit of time. Minnesota didn't blitz in the first half at all, and they blitzed in the second half. That made a little difference. But I didn't think it.
1: He got sacked. He got sacked twice. And the only, my only complaint with Nate is that let's stop running backwards when you're going to get sacked. Roll out if you're going to get sacked. Roll out or throw that ball past from the middle from the pocket down the field towards somebody out of bounds. Got it or over the end zone.
0: I don't care. Well, and in, in, even the tendency, you know, so you, you get mad at me when I say we're, I, I was playing for field goals on things. And when and on the last drive where they got the last field goal, when they got that first down, I looked at you and I said, We're going to play for a field goal here, and it's okay. And you said, You don't think I'm going to try to score? I said, No, I didn't say that.
1: They weren't playing for a field goal. They- Threw two balls into the end zone.
0: Yes, but they were so. But they were they were safe pass routes. So right? they were still in the no, end no, zone. No, I I agree. I, I agree. What I was saying is that yeah, they didn't run a bunch of crossing where there's going to be a lot of linebackers and safeties in the way. But I don't know also why didn't, we
1: didn't because we scored the easiest touchdown of the day
0: on yeah, that because you, because it's too easy to get it picked. They were running safe pass plays and that's fine. It's fine in, with seven minutes to go in a game that you're up seven and you've, your defense is playing well, that's the time to go ahead and play for the field goal, not with five minutes to go in the first half of a game. That's not the time to play for the field goal and, and play it safe. The time to play it safe, so let's, let's get, if you want to get my confusion, you want to understand my confusion with things. When I get frustrated is when you're in the first quarter of a game and you're clearly thinking to yourself, I'm taking a field goal here because the other team's not going to score. And that's the way I'm going to play it. I don't get mad about it when it makes sense at the end of a game or in the fourth quarter, when that was going to put you up two possessions. And oh, by, by the way, won the football game. Uh, and more, Keith, to, uh, more powered Keith Duncan, one, uh, one more time. How so, about that? Huh? So
1: here's my question. <clears throat> I think the kids missed four kicks this year, and the PAT was not on him. It was, it was on the whole snap. snapper holder,
0: holder, hold, bad holder, <laughs> not bad snap, bad hold.
1: And so, you know, as we look at in his season is he in all is he the all big 10 kicker
0: yes i think so i think he's, he's in it for the groza right now i mean he's he's i'll give you the groza he's, he's As in, greta gives you the groza in, 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 in. i i believe he's in it for the lou groza award right he's a, he's a, he's one of the semifinalists. I, I'm, I'm well sure. how many semifinals they have like 12 it's something like that it's like and two, then they 12. get three that they, they take three, down but, to yeah. the to the deal I'd have to look uh, to see where he officially is. I didn't look at the news. It's only before. junior, right? Yeah, got another year left. That's why Caleb Shudak is in the portal right now and going to transfer. He's still
1: kicking off from the transfer portal. Yes,
0: he's kicking off from the transfer portal. But next year he will be kicking somewhere else. Is that some get, sort of you know?
1: tube that they should put on the kickoff game? Uh, the flash, the, the, the
0: YouTube. I don't uh, know the uh, transfer yeah, portal. The I don't know how that works. Sure. Uh, last little bit before we go to we go to break. I think how much time we got for break. Uh, uh, we're one, close. We're at one minute. So the defense, we need to talk more about this. The sixty-nine yards rushing for uh, Minnesota. They usually they average two hundred and two yards a game on the ground. And AJ Epinesa the Big Ten player of the week, defensive player of the week, first time this season, sacks. two
1: and a half sacks. <clears throat> what Minnesota, a Minnesota tried to block him with just one guy that didn't work. He yeah. was shoving that defense or that offensive tackle they, they right.
0: Changed that tactic right back
1: quickly, into yes. the quarterback and was causing havoc the whole day. It was a great game. It was a great game for the defense again once again held a team to its lowest points for the season. Uh, eighth time out of ten games.
0: Only Wisconsin has been over 20. We'll be back on the Hawkeye Huddle on 1700 The Champ. The Hawkeye Huddle on 1700 The
2: Champ.
1: Interact with the show on Twitter at
0: Hawkeye Huddle and at Hawkeye Huddle 2. And we're back here at G. Miggs. Brett Ridge, Dave Crane Jr. with you. Full house. Full house here at G. Miggs for steak night. They got the Christmas decorations up. I, I missed that. They do a nice job. I, know I suspect, they take pride I suspect
1: in that they do that on Monday before they open. Because that's, that's, that's work.
0: That's, that's really well done. Now, come on down. Join us. Uh, we'll be here for the next half hour or so. show will be over 22 after the hour. Because UNI basketball is on tonight here on 17 under the Champ Northern Iowa Basketball. And uh, I don't know, I'm not even sure who they're playing. I don't know. I don't know. But, but Gary Ryman will be on here. Because he loves this team, he does. He does love this team. Also, want to thank the other great sponsors. We got, of course, Kozlowski Law, Big Kaz and uh, his family law practice. Uh, you can give him a call, uh, particularly on the collaborative divorce. He's uh, done a number of those for, unfortunately, for a few friends of ours. Right. And uh, but he's done a nice job, and and everybody says uh, as Kaz uh, truly becomes. Uh, so almost a member of family as he's trying to help everybody out. So uh, check out Kozlowski Law. At least one side. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and the Foundry.
1: Uh, and Angie makes, of course, and the Foundry. Yeah, Foundry uh, Distillery. Scott Bush will be on with you next week. He will be my
0: co-special guest, co-host, co-host, and uh, potentially even the week thereafter. We'll have to ask him if he. Yeah, because I'm uh, out, out the that. week after that. So you and I are not. You and, you I, and are I are not, are not together. together for the next week. So Tom Caker's
1: on the line right now. So Tom, when you get him next week. After a hockey victory, we won't have to worry about the ledge. How are you today?
2: Yeah, we won't have to worry about him being on the ledge for a week. That's uh, or at least on air being on the ledge. He'll still be there.
0: No, no, no. no. Listen, you, th- you know the funny I thing tell about I the basketball is, team play. <laughs> you know, I have a
1: thought on okay. this basketball team, Tom, and you tell me if, if you think I'm wrong. I think there's a chance that this basketball team. The DePaul game was a huge anomaly, and we will no longer even think about it in a month. I don't
2: know if I'm (laughs) with you on that one.
0: Well, I was trying. Um, It was was worth a shot. It was was worth a shot. It wasn't a bad idea. Well, I'll tell you the one thing that, and and we weren't going to go to basketball right away, but since we are, here's the only thing that I've got. Well, I don't want to bring Tom in on my arguments on this, but. But uh, Joe Tucson got six minutes the other night. I mean, you, you know, this is your fastest guy. Clearly, speed is an issue with your team, and he's getting six minutes in a game that they're going to win, and they played pretty well, it looked like. Uh, happy to see uh, Garza get 30 points and Nunji got 14 the other night. But, Tom, the rotation still bother me a little bit. I know it's early, but they've got another couple of games this week, and then it really, really gets started for real next week down in, in, uh, in Las Vegas.
2: Well, there's no coach in America that has their rotations filled out at this figured out at this point in the year. So I I just you just kinda tinker with things this time of year, trying to figure out what you got and what you don't have and what you should do moving forward. So I wouldn't get too bent out of shape. I know you everybody's freaking out about Toussaint playing six minutes, but you know, it's one game, it's early in the year. Let's just take a chill pill and relax.
0: There, we're back off the ledge now. How's but, that? That, was, that? That was that so was very very back.
1: simple. The counseling sessions, Tom. Yeah.
2: You got to start charging him for this.
0: It's good. It's good. It's good.
2: It's <laughs> well, good. I, I felt like for years that I've almost been kind of a therapist for people on the message boards <laughs> and and on social media. So, um, and, but <laughs> you know, we'll see.
0: Well, Tom, you had a uh, you actually had an interesting conversation uh, the other day with uh, a, a couple of bowl reps. At the Iowa game the other day, and it was interesting because I chimed in and said, "Yes, that's probably what is going to happen." And some guy, some guy, got on there and went, "Well, that was a really pissy way to say something." I'm like all I was doing was agreeing with Tom, is you know. But it, 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 your your conversations lead you to believe that Jacksonville is a real possibility and maybe a likelihood for this team.
2: Yeah, and that kind of got shot down today by the folks in Jacksonville. So uh, thanks to our old friend uh, Mia O'Brien who works in the Jacksonville market now and she was in Cedar Rapids and she was at a, a thing for the tax layer bowl today and uh, asked them and basically in order for Iowa to, to go to Jacksonville they would have to get the blessing of one Jim Delaney so um, and Jim's been pretty strong about this whole idea of um, you know trying to uh Different schools to different bowl games during this six-year uh, experiment, and and I and the Texas Bowl has not asked Jim Delaney at this point, so they haven't asked, and um, that's kind of the rule, and they would have to ask. I think the Gators kind of you know fading away. Now that could all change in a week or two, but um, as of now, I. I I'm putting it back on the back burner and leaving it there and letting it cook. But I think the ideal place is the Holiday Bowl, but it will probably come down potentially to Iowa and Michigan for that bowl game.
1: Yeah, and obviously that could change if Michigan would happen to beat um, Ohio State or something along that line.
0: Or lose two games, right? They've got a tough one at in, in Indiana this week. That's tougher than people thought it would be, so you never know there too. But, Tom, the Big Ten. Yeah. And, ends up having and, a lot of you know, really good times. Iowa at the could top. lose
2: one of their last two, yes, and then, right. You know, if they're not going to go to Jacksonville, then it might be San Francisco for Iowa this year.
1: Uh, and San Francisco is a lovely town. <clears throat> the stadium in Santa Clara is amazing, but it's not exactly a bowl destination.
0: It's well, and it's like two <clears throat> days after Christmas too. I mean, it's it's not a, it's not good timing. Well, the but holiday
1: bowl's know. right after Christmas. It is like the twenty seventh or 29th. Okay.
0: You know, maybe even the thirtieth. but it's it's a little later. It's it gets it gets you closer to New Year's, right? Uh, the Red Box Bowl would probably be for if if Iowa goes nine and three, and happens to somehow fall to the Red Box Bowl, that would be that would one of be those. A that would be a bit of a pisser. It really would. But it, nonetheless, it could happen, and and we'll just see what happens. It, there's just a lot of good teams at the top of the Big Ten this year, with with good records. Um, So when you move on, when you look back at at, uh, this game last week, Tom, you know, Iowa fans, including myself, they wanted to see something a little bit different. You know, I don't think they saw anything the other day that was actually night and day different other than two things. Iowa took a little bit more of what the other team was giving them, and I thought that they executed better in a lot of different ways and it sure helps having uh, your uh, perhaps one of your top two or three defensive players back in the middle and guys just uh, off of injury and actually being able to work for a whole week and, and get into the rhythm. They just looked better overall.
2: Yeah, they just, um, you know, it was something that Stanley said that was interesting about them playing kind of looser and freer, and I, I thought that was really important uh, because there's just times when and it kind of comes from the top down with, you know, Stanley playing a little tight sometimes and you can kind of see it in his body language and um, they just, you know, it's a little tight, but I also, I think maybe, um, you know, the offensive line being uh, healthy, being together for a week and, you know, kind of getting that core group going in the right direction I think that's really helped Iowa as well, and I think we saw that. And then getting Welch back, I thought, really kind of settled things down, middle of the defense as well.
1: Oh, I I agree 100% on Welch, and I would also have to say, you know, giving the ball to Goodson there in the first half, as often as they did, and allowing him to exploit his talents uh, was a real shot in the arm, and you take that in connection with the offensive line being – that core group back together i think that really really helped the the hawks last week and i think it will really really help them again uh this
2: coming week against illinois yeah i thought you know getting goodson out there really helped and you know tyrone tracy's come along um you know both young weapons too both young guys that are getting out there making some plays and i i you know i think Just a combination. It wasn't one single thing, but a combination of things that really seemed to spark Iowa.
1: Yeah, it was great. It was great, and it was a very fun victory. By the way, were you down on the field during the? Did you rush rushing of the field?
2: I was. I was down there, and I honestly did not expect to see them uh, storm the field. wasn't expecting it. just figured that wasn't going to happen, and it did, and kind of got caught up in it, and usually I'm pretty good about avoiding that, and <laughs> got caught off guard, and uh, kind of got swamped underneath that, and it uh, all good. It was fun.
0: Andrew was st- sitting in between my son Andrew, <clears throat> who's a student, you know, sitting in between the two of us, as he's decided this year to sit with me rather than the student section, and... and uh, he was, he was a little disappointed. I think that he wasn't over there. He looked over. He goes, "Oh, they're going to rush the field. I'm not over there." You know. But, oh well. But it was coming. Hey, you know, one of the, one of the uh, things that I think has, has sort of flashed by a lot of Iowa fans with all the different things that happened this weekend. Iowa uh, did some different things with their tight ends, and I think they're starting to to do a better job of. Uh, obviously, now that uh, Weeding's back, uh, Weeding's back um, as a uh, with from his injury. Uh, LaPorta had a big role, waiting at a big role this week. They both uh, worked in, they used them a bunch, and they ended up with a couple of big catches at big times, which obviously the tight end, a big part of Iowa's offense the last couple of years and hasn't been this year, but finally starting to find ways to get the ball to them. And by the way, Sam LaPorta is like the first guy in forever who has started as a true freshman for any one reason or another. That's a, that kid's getting some valuable experience right now.
2: Yeah, um, you could argue one of the bigger passes of the day was the fourth down pass fourth to, down uh, to Nate Weeding. Um, you know that got them the first down and kept the drive alive, got in the end zone. So, so you know, getting him back, I think, kind of settles things down, and Portis coming along, and um, you know they're they're starting to develop a little bit of chemistry there with him and uh, Stanley. So, I think it's uh, you know going. Pretty well so far with the tight ends, at least, and, you know, probably since the Northwestern game.
1: Yeah, I'd agree with that. So, Tom, as as you're in the Quad Cities, you're in the border between these two states. Illinois is clearly either on a four game winning streak, they're coming in. Lovey's got them playing pretty good. They lead the Big Ten in turnovers and turnover margin, all these other things. Six defensive touchdowns. What do you see going on for the Hawks in Illinois
2: this week? Well, I, you know, I think it's uh, you dive into illinois numbers other than that turnover number they've got 26 turnovers this year 10 interceptions they they do that old trick where you know one guy holds a guy up and then the other guy goes in and tries to rip the ball loose and um, and that's been pretty effective for them um, but um, you look at just the base numbers uh, that they have put together they're not great i mean they're they're giving up a ton of yards on the ground they're um, their defense, the the statistical categories, they're just they're way down in the conference. Um, and you look at their schedule too. I mean, yeah, they've got um, you know six wins, but you're you're talking about beating Akron, who's probably the worst team, you know, even worse than UMass. That's close. Um, you know, be, beating Rutgers. I mean, they just they don't have. I mean, they, yeah, they they beat. Wisconsin in a fluky manner when they didn't even get inside the uh, the red zone against Wisconsin, they still beat them. That's fluky. And then a miracle comeback against Michigan State when they're down what twenty one points in the fourth quarter and they end up winning uh, with punt returns and different things going on. and yeah, well, so, a
1: pick six. Yeah,
2: uh, it's fluky. They had just been fluky, and you know, credit to them, they made the plays, but it's still fluky.
1: All right, well, that that bodes well, I think, for Iowa with the consistency that they've been showing. So, Tom, thanks so much for joining us again this week, and we'll get back to you next week. Okay, thanks for having me on, guys. Appreciate uh, it. Tom Caker at com. Go there, as Brett and I do.
0: Daily, several times a day. I
1: don't go there that often. Well, I'm
0: but there, I'm there a lot. I'm, it's, it's free time. <laughs> <laughs> got Whatever. So many conference calls that I'm listening to people drone. On. <laughs> no, I would if my anybody that that I work for is listening. I would never do that during a war. Of course not. Never. Those are all Excel spreadsheets. Yes, exactly. That's that's what I'm looking at. Okay, real quick, we got to run through all this other stuff that we, we have got not six minutes. To. Okay, men's basketball. Of course, they did win 93 78. They go to two and one. Garza 30 points. Nunji did get 14. So that's good to see him getting off the Schneider. Seven bit.
1: times the amount of points he had the first two yes. games.
0: Uh, they got North Florida on Thursday night, six Which, o'clock on BTN. Yeah,
1: North Florida scored 115 the other night
0: against. against I don't care. The if it's the sisters of the peg legged blind. It's yes. almost
1: three points a, three points a minute. That's impressive.
0: And they're four and one on the year, but it's, so they're going to have to play. Here's what you're going to have to do: you have to play defense. If you can't play perimeter defense. We'll see what happens. Maybe this will be a little test on that level. Uh, and then Sunday, Cal Poly comes in also on BTN. That's San
1: Luis Obispo?
0: It just says Cal Poly. I don't I know. Think, if any- I think It used is to that. be can't San- Cal Poly, San Luis Obispo. I don't know if they go with that. Anyway. All right. It's kind of like, uh, it, well, never. mind. Anyway, yes. Anyway. Uh, women's basketball, they get a victory over North Alabama, 86-81. a little bit at home and then went on the road and got thumped by Northern Iowa, 88-66. Uh, Northern Iowa four no by, uh, by, uh, at the, by the way at this point coached so. by the
1: great Tanya Warren uh, from creighton University, creighton University and Abraham Lincoln High School nice. here in Des Moines
0: nice Wednesday they take on Princeton at six thirty there 's going to be some growing pains for this team they 're really being carried by their seniors and they 're going to need people to step up they 've got to get better somehow. I think Lisa Bluder knows how to do I it. think I don't that know she does why, but I think she does. Unfortunately, well, fortunately, the field hockey team uh, won their quarterfinal match against Duke in the NCAA tournament 3-2 to two at uh, Durham, North Carolina, but then turned around and had to play number one, the number one seed in the entire tournament, North Carolina at Chapel Hill, and they lost it two 2-1 uh, in the Elite Eight. Uh, they, they outshot them 7-2, to two, which as you correctly pointed out means... Both
1: of North Carolina's shots went in.
0: Yes, both of their shots went in, and Iowa missed six, and that was the end of that, so uh, a great year for them and the field hockey uh, team. Uh, another NCAA per- tournament appearance, just no final four. Did the year. soccer team beat Kansas? Soccer team lost to Kansas, one to nothing at Kansas in the 70th minute. They played a long match. They end up 15-5 and one on the year. Ties the most wins in school history, but they are done as well. Wrestlers off to a good start, 39 to nothing over UT Chattanooga. That one never in doubt. Of course, we never really thought it would be. They have ISU Iowa State Sunday, and guess what? No television.
1: Of course not. I mean,
0: they're on TV for almost every other match. But this is where Iowa State is at this point. In in case you're listening,
1: uh, Iowa wrestling fans, you need to make sure you get to Iowa City. The top seven wrestling teams in the country are coming into Iowa. Are all coming to Iowa City now? Three of them are already lost, but that doesn't matter. It's way early. A lot of people not wrestling their studs yet.
0: They did uh, have a bunch of their their uh, their second, third stringers wrestle at the Luther and Grandview. uh, How did Connor do? At third, I think. Ah, all right. Yep, uh, won a couple of matches, and then lost. I think he gets second or third. Anyway, seven titles for the Hawks, and uh, our, our man Cotter, Connor Corbin.
1: Corbin's a good friend of the yes. friend of the program. Yes.
0: All right, so, back to football. Um, we got three of, minutes. Time for of, our
1: Foundry Distillery last call.
0: All right, a couple of other notes: Julius Brentz who's been not playing because he's shirting Reds? right? But now there's only four games, three games left. He can play. So he can oh, play really? the rest of the year, and he can just play. So Does a bowl game count? Yes, but so he's number two on the depth chart this week behind Matt Hankins. Suddenly, okay. boom, there he is. So Riley Moss, I guess we'll see what happens with him on the other side. Riley of Moss Modya, played a you know? great game the other yeah. day.
1: He, although he on the play that the guy got dropped it, he got burnt. Yeah, or not burnt. Yeah. He was beat yeah. on the yeah. inside, but you know whatever. He dropped it. It's called execution, Brett.
0: It's called execution. Kayvon Merriweather also will be in that same situation. He's got. Uh, I think he can only play two more games, so he, he may end up playing next week against Nebraska or this week and then wait till the bowl game. We'll see what happens. So if you're wondering about him and Jack Kerner, it might be that way. All right, so I think it's a tough spot for the Hawks emotionally. Uh, we've seen them on senior day, uh, for the most part, always play well. Uh, two years ago against Purdue, they came in after a crushing defeat to Wisconsin and did not play well and lost that game. Played it sort of cockily like they should be able to win it too easily. Uh, Purdue though had something that Illinois doesn't have which is that they actually could get in the red zone they actually could throw the ball deep and they didn't have to win on fluky plays that year Purdue was actually getting better and better and better Illinois is getting better and better and better but Illinois needs turnovers. so if Iowa doesn't turn the ball over they win this game I don't think they roll over them I don't think it's a rollover senior day but I do think Iowa wins this game 24 to 14 what's the spread by that
1: 14 and a half so I've got the Hawks winning this game as well and and my first number that I came up in my head was thirty one fourteen, and and frankly, I I think that this could be better than that if two things happen: Iowa turns Illinois over. What did we beat them last year at Illinois, sixty three to. It was
0: something. a lot. A lot. A lot. Like, to not very, did they was, shut them out.
1: I think it was sixty three to nothing. Yeah, and and that was brought on by our defensive line causing all kinds of havoc. Ag Epinesa, was. I think he was the fullback for Illinois in that game. He picked
0: up a fumble and returned it for a touchdown. If
1: we have an opportunity where our defensive line can continue to control the game, our O line does that. Goodson gets loose. We get a defensive score this week.
0: All right,
1: I'm going 34-14. Wow, I'm I'm upping it. Hawks cover win. I'm going to be watching from
0: Cabo. Enjoy that.
1: Thanks to our great sponsors: G miggs Foundry Distillery, and Big Cosm.
0: join us next week for the Hawkeye Huddle 17 under the champ UNI basketball is up next here on the championship